Welcome to the Kickpot, your weekly DM on the stuff that matters. One, two, three, four. Hi, Lozzie. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. We're sitting. Actually, I have to be honest, I'm a bit flat. I was going to say. I can't. I don't want to lie to you guys. I am a bit flat. It is currently but, Friday, by the way, when we're recording this pre. Yes the day before what was meant to be a pretty big day. Yes, and I think the news this week that our wedding could have gone ahead but had already been cancelled. Yeah. Almost hurt more. Yeah, Yeah. but that's okay because I'm so happy for everyone who actually could go ahead with their wedding Mm -hmm. this weekend. But, yeah, I've just felt a little bit flat. I think also coming out of lockdown, Mm. all of the things. Yeah, well, I can tell you now today Josh and I, the song, like, he had a random playlist on and that like it's Friday then that came on and we both got sad because we were like we would actually be in the car right now with them probably you shouldn't do that you shouldn't do that so what I've told myself (laughs) I shouldn't be doing is saying if it was on I'd be doing doing? this now yeah true so this morning I was like I'd be getting a spray tan right now (laughs) wouldn't be working not, not that I don't love work but I was like like right now we probably wouldn't be recording a podcast no we would not be we would be going to the rehearsal yeah. like you know but that's okay because we are focusing on and you are very good the future costume, <laughs> I will say I now have something to look forward to at the end of the year and yeah just focusing on that so well, that's very good of you yes I've got a random question for you okay just a question and I would love to hear what you guys think of this and what your opinions are Names you call your partner. Okay. Random. What have you got? I just, I can't remember what I heard the other day, but I heard someone use a name and okay. I was like, oh, that's a weird name. Yeah. But but yeah. I bet if I used the words, what I do, yeah, yeah. people would be like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, everyone, uh, we call each other, we call each other Moni. More often, Josh yes, calls me Moni. Yes, yes. Um, and everyone always asks me where that came from. I'll try and do this really, really quickly. Josh randomly calls everyone random things like everyone gets a random nickname (laughs) and for some reason my name was I think it was Broseph Montana and then it went to like really random yeah really weird and then I think because it was when we were living in Montalbert as well like it came around that time and then it went to Monty and then it went to Monty and now we both kind of call each other Monty but um yes definitely more him than me um other than that I just call him babe or yes, they aren't, babe. Oh, yeah, I know you said that to me before. Um, and I think that's it. But we say, or baby we used sometimes. to say baby, but now I'm nah, like, oh, yeah. we've kind of, that's the other thing. I think this is why I wrote this down to talk to you about, because right. now I say honey 24 7. You do. And we say it out loud. You probably. do. Yeah. <laughs> honey, honey. I know, yeah. I've seen you both call each other honey. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder, is that, does that mean we're getting old? That we just, uh, and maybe. Like, is that a daggy name? Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> cool. Great topic of conversation. <laughs> you're welcome. Anyway, so what is your special share? Unless your special share is your baby name, your pet name no, for Josh. That was not it. That was totally out of the blue. Um, no, my special share this week is a book. Can I do a special share that I haven't completely finished yet? Haven't you done that every time you've had a book? Really? No. I, yeah, the one time. No. Because you wanted to recommend. I can't remember the author's name, the one that you love. Yeah. And you were you were just started. Yes, but that, that book and you're I like, had, I need to look up what it was. It was the fourth called. one. It was the fourth one, and I loved her other three. So Leanne Moriarty. Yes. So I knew yeah. I was gonna love that. Wait, is this anyway, what we're talking about? I'm now? still reading that. No, and that's not the book I'm talking about. Okay. Because 
Because you've already recommended her. I put, no, I put that on pause because I think reading four of her novels in a row, it, it got a bit like, because she has a certain way of writing. Yes. It was all moulding into one. And so I, I you're telling us that you recommended to the our beautiful the books. community They're of listeners great. to listen to what read all these books yes. and now you're saying maybe not don't, in a row. don't do four. <laughs> maybe not in a row. Hope you didn't buy them already because Steph is taking back. This is why you don't recommend books before you finish them. No, it, it's a great book. It's just that it's the fourth <laughs> one within a month. Like are you meant to? Are you about to recommend a book you haven't finished again? Yes. So oh, yeah. I'm always that, done with that one. You know, I got to the last chapter and actually I decided I don't like it, and then all these people like, wow, I've already bought it anyway no I think I know what you're talking about yes thank you and I so think I'm reading good. a non-fiction I mean a, yes a non-fiction book so yeah. do we have less judgment on non is that what you're saying like, no what I'm saying you trust is... the finishing <laughs> oh <Yeah>. my god <laughs> no I just needed a break gonna throw me out of the house okay <sighs> continue I just needed a break from me or the book <laughs> and the book I'm reading is called motherhood and yes. it's a bunch of letters basically um that Australian mums have written themselves and they've writing to themselves as brand new mums. So they're kind of writing a letter that they wish that they had from themselves in that like really new period of being a mum. And it's really like there's people like Emma Rusciano and, and Zoe Foster Blake and, and many others like recognizable people, but the stories in there are so raw and like there's laughter and then there's tears and it's just, I, I'm really, really enjoying it. Last night, you know how you told me that you read to Dolt? And how I used to read to Josh sometimes when it, to make him fall asleep. Yes. Anyway, last night I was reading these stories and he could tell how much I was enjoying them because I was like either smiling or laughing or like getting sad. And he's like, can you read them to me? And it was actually quite nice to read them to him because what it is is possibly what we're about to go through. So it's like the um, mother being very raw about her experience and, you know, how lonely they might have felt mm-hmm. or like the troubles with breastfeeding or the pressures they felt. Um, and it's just really funny the way they speak to themselves and I'm really, really enjoying that. So love it. Definitely highly recommend that book if you are, I suppose, towards later in your pregnancy. I feel like I might not have enjoyed it as much mm-hmm. if this was like in the first trimester. Yeah, because you couldn't have... Yeah, it's close. Yeah. yeah. Or like if you're a brand new mum, mm. maybe pick it up because um I feel like it would probably help a lot of women who might feel like they're the only ones going through something. Well, that's very nice. Mm. I feel bad for making fun of it. <laughs> Thank you. But at least you know, you got there I've got one more funny thing to say about it, really. Of course <laughs> I do. So what are you up to? Because you can only I'm over halfway. It might mean you don't like the people at the end. Because no. the stories are all separate. I'm joking. They're the all good thing about it. Obviously the way they write is all a little bit different, but the like what they write about, their stories are so unique, obviously, which is what's so special about it. Because I have no idea what my experience is gonna be. So I think that's why it's so good. There's so many different stories in there. I'm sure there's something for everyone to relate to. Love it. Mm. Are you going to ask me what my special share is, is or just not share? ask me? <laughs> your special share. Well, you know, I was thinking, what can I think of? And I was going to go, I wasn't, I wasn't going to do it. But I was like, should I just go on Google? Because I've just had a bit of a flat week. I yeah. haven't really enjoyed many things. No. So I thought instead I would tell you about how I ran into a tree. <laughs> it's a great story <laughs> for anyone that missed it. I really wish you didn't. Because it was funny. No one saw. I actually wish I got it on camera. I want you to post the photo that you sent me on WhatsApp on your story. I thought it was performative because I had blood all down my face. and like, it looked a lot worse than it was like I wanted sympathy. Right. Okay. Maybe when this podcast comes out. You can post it on I'll post stories. to show. Yeah. But I'm fine now. So no one needs to ask if I'm yeah. okay. Because yes, I had yeah. to get one stitch in my head. And a tetanus shot. And a tetanus shot. But what happened was I was running mm-hmm. and I will actually promise to all of you. 
I was not on my phone. Mm -hmm. Usually I am on my phone when I'm running, but I wasn't. And I was just running and focusing straight ahead. And all of a sudden I just went bam, Mm. ran into a branch sticking Mm. out from a tree and fell over onto my knee. My knee cut is quite small. That is a large positive. Yeah. But the poor woman that I, because I looked down and didn't, when you hit your head really hard, yeah. you don't feel instant cut. pain yes. or anything. Yeah, no. So I was like, oh, like obviously got a little bit of blood. And then I'm like, oh my God, my head is like splitting blood. Like I literally had, I took a photo like literally 10 seconds after. I was like, ah, of course this would happen to me. Yeah. And then it went all down my stomach, like yep. down to my legs. Yep. And this poor mum with her little baby, the, the baby was not a baby. Yeah. He was two-ish. Okay, so like a toddler. Toddler. He would have got a heart attack because he was like, <laughs> she was like, oh, do you want a baby one? <laughs> anyway, I was fine. But it was just, it was just the week telling me yeah. that this is not a good week for you. So well, it was Wednesday morning. Go. It was like the morning of the news that was yes. going to shake you. Um, so but, what was the universe saying, hang on, I've just got to hit you up a little bit before I bash you up some more. Um, I just found it like you must have been, it must have been a strong branch and you would have been running fast because the fact that you didn't just hit your head, but you actually fell over. Yeah. It was like, a, well. like, like a cartoon, like boom, boom. Like, <laughs> and then the worst part is the next day I was running again because you just have to get, also I was fine. I wasn't concussed or anything. So I was safe to run. And I was with Dalton mm. and I was like, I'll show you where mm. I hit my head. I'll show you the tree. It must be huge. Okay. It's, there's nothing there. And I am hoping that the neighbor happened or the person, not the neighbor, this was a bit my street. The person that maybe saw me thought, yeah. right, that's dangerous. Should tell that person. I will cut, cut the tree, the tree down. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's what happened. But otherwise I don't know what I hit my head on. <laughs> Oh like God. that's actually a bit bizarre if I incredibly bizarre maybe I don't I don't really I'm not a believer in um like the universe like put a fake branch there and okay. then I hit my head because it was yeah, what's no. that called is what? that a thing the universe what do you mean as in like it was fate that I hit my head no I just think also I don't think it's fate to hit your head and no. it's like I got this smarter brain afterwards and I have to have the same brain maybe it hit your head so bad that you're like you were looking at the wrong street when you went to find it again. Mm, no, because I took a photo of myself with the blood <laughs> and you can see in the background. Anyway, so that's my special shit. It's not, not a benefit to any of you. Except yeah. for the, I hope you can laugh at me. That was great. The point. But so, I'm not recommending it. <laughs> what? A special share is a recommendation. What am yeah, I, why did I put it? Nah, it's a special share. It's just a story from your week. And that is Which usually that is a recommendation laugh. the community can share with us. Sorry, don't try that. Anyway. Uh, they can laugh at least. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, today we have a DM. Thank you again to all of those. Of today you. we have wow. one. Today those every, of, I can't speak. Every week we have a yes. DM now, but sure, today we have one. We have a new one. And thank you so much to everyone who's sending them through. through. So if you haven't listened to the last couple of weeks of this season of the podcast, we are answering a DM at the start of every chat and you can send your DM chats, I mean questions. You sound very... Questions! Not excited. <laughs> to... If you want to send... Podcast at keepercleaner.com. you Okay, no more singing. Today's question, uh, she says... Oh, can I read out this first sentence? This isn't part of the question. This is just something Okay, nice. what is it? She said, first of all, thank you so much for the incredible work you do for women all over the world. You gals rock. Thank that's you. That's nice. That's nice. Okay. Maybe question. we could have just read that. No, but that's nice. Okay. It is. Next question. <laughs> 
I really want to come off the contraceptive pill and let my body do its natural thing and get back to its natural rhythm. My partner is very hesitant about the idea as we have discussed and agreed that we are not yet ready to have a baby. I have explained to him that we can use condoms and the fertility awareness method, but he is still very hesitant. I know it's my body and I can do what I want without his permission, but I am stuck with what I should do as we are a team and need to agree on this together. Help. Good question. It is a great question. Well, when this first came through and you were like, we have to answer this, I was mm. like, but we can't. No, because we're not going to answer this on a medical level. Yes. Yeah. We, one thing that we, you might know we haven't actually spoken about on here is our chosen types of contraception because, mm. like me personally, I would hate to mention what we do and then oh, no. for it exactly. you to follow that and Absolutely. not work for you. I think you have to go and see your doctor. That's so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But the reason why I wanted to talk about this. Um, yeah, what was it? No joke. It's a beautiful, it's a really, really important question. Um, I think it's, I think this would be such a common thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like there'd be so many couples that would come to a point or even start off, you know, if you start dating someone um, and it would be a discussion point because I think for a long time, guys just kind of expected that like every girl mm. was on the pill and that's just like mm. what it was or whatever. Um, and I know there's so many mixed opinions out there about the pill and I know I went through a stage where I wanted to see what my body like what my cycle and everything was like without Mm. the pill and it was because I'd been on it from an early age and I'd kind of got to a point where I was like I just want to see what it's like Mm -hmm. without it and it was also at that time where there was a lot of like um I suppose information out there that Mm. wasn't so great about the pill so I thought okay maybe I should come off it and I did and me coming off the pill was one of the biggest factors that led me to realize that I had PCOS Mm. because I didn't get my period for a year and um, started seeing my doctor and questioning about that. And um, yeah, after doing like an ultrasound and had some other symptoms, that's how I found out. Mm. And I don't know if I would have found out that I had PCOS Mm. if I didn't come off the pill. However, I also was traveling overseas at that time. It was a lot easier for me to make the decision to Mm. come off because I wasn't having sex regularly with anyone, not just Josh, but like with anyone. Um, And so for me, I just didn't feel like I needed to be on Mm -hmm. a contraception. I think it's totally makes sense that you are a team and you want to make Mm. this decision together because it does, it does like make a difference to them. Obviously, if you're going to start using condoms or something, it it does make a difference to the routine. And I know not everyone's, it does, it adds a step. (laughs) Um, But there is also other forms of contraception. Yes. So one thing that I looked into when I wanted to come off the pill, but I still wanted contraception was, um, an IUD. Yes. I yeah. That. And there's a copper IUD. So there mm-hmm. is IUDs that don't have hormones. If that's mm-hmm. the whole thing, reason you're coming off the pill is because, you know, you want to do a hormone free contraception thing. The IUD is another option and mm-hmm. that isn't condoms. And there is so many other options as well. Mm-hmm. There really is. So I really highly, as Laura said, recommend you going to your GP, um, or a doctor that you feel comfortable with and talking to them about all the different options that you mm-hmm. have, kind of talking about that with your partner. But as you even said yourself, at the end of the day, it is your body. And mm. if you really, really, really want to come off the pill for whatever reason that is, um, I think you just need to talk to him about it. Yeah, I think that's so important. I, I, don't, I don't know where, I mean, I understand because obviously there's so many, I don't know if there's many contraception options apart from condoms for for guys, but it's, for guys, it no. seems kind of unfair that it's all that, us and maybe there's a scientific reason for it but if it is unfair that I feel like sure they're coming close to a male pill well that's fantastic mm. because I feel like it is super yeah it sucks that the women are the ones that have to make this decision and yeah. it's kind of like if you for example don't want to go on the pill because you don't think it will work for you or you've tried it like I tried the pill when mm. I was 18 
Um, and I, it was not for me mm. at all. Mm. I had, had it for three weeks and I was like, I didn't feel like myself the whole time. I tried a few types and it just wasn't for me. But I was in a supportive relationship where it was not definitely, he, my partner wasn't didn't say to me like, well, too bad you're yeah. saying it. Yeah. Of course not. And that should never be the case. I think, yeah, what Seth said, go to your GP, speak through the options. But condoms are a fantastic option as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think they're they're definitely not 100%, so please do not take my word for this. <laughs> but, yeah, you definitely shouldn't feel like all the pressure is on you, especially mm. if you don't want to be on the pill. That's your decision. It's your body. Um, and it's okay to make that decision. And, obviously, totally. Have safe sex. I'm not saying don't go on the pill and don't don't do anything <laughs> if you're not else. Ready for a baby, yeah. Exactly right. Um, I think I think that's really important. But yeah, it does. It really sucks that all of the pressure mm. is on women mm. and like with contraception. Even, I feel like I was even talking to Josh earlier. I was talking to him about this podcast actually mm. about like PCOS, and I was talking to him about a few things about PCOS and endometriosis, and um, he was just like, "Wow, you, you guys really like he." It's like he wasn't saying wow, like he's surprised, like he knows all this stuff, but he, it kind of sat him back sat him back and he was like there's so like women have to go through so much Mm. or like have so many different things or 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 even he didn't want to use the word issues but like when it comes to health and like especially when it comes to like reproductive health and all that sort of stuff reproductive ways yeah well I mean there's things that can go wrong for for definitely but definitely but he just was like I just feel like there's yeah 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 and hormone imbalances Mm. I feel I don't know I I might be completely wrong here. I might just not know anyone well, that I think has hormones. In, uh, more maybe possibly more imbalance because we yeah every month when we have our period our hormones exactly change. yeah. So and even the fact that we have periods yeah. every month like that's you know just another thing that they don't have to deal with. So he has like even said in the past like I really don't understand why there isn't mm. a male pill. But I mean you know I'm sure something will happen. Mm. Anyway, hope that helped. Obviously, the biggest tip is to go to your doctor and to find out all the different options. Um, but at the end of the day, just do whatever you feel like is right for you exactly right so as i mentioned so, today's podcast yeah <laughs> i kind of slid it in there but it's um it's all about pcos and i'm really excited because for this chat we um obviously wanted to get a health professional on board and we know that you guys have been asking for this kind of chat for so long and even personally because i've opened up about pcos in the past with my own experience there's been so many people who have then asked me to talk further on it and i just haven't felt comfortable without having a health professional Mm. with me in that chat so I hope that you guys enjoy this chat it is actually with my obstetrician Amanda Ward who I'm kind of obsessed with you are you literally (laughs) honestly every third night Steph will say look what Amanda wrote to me I love her so much she's she's, um I've just really thoroughly enjoyed her being my obstetrician and i and she's just such a lovely person and um she works with which we'll talk about it's one of the first things in the podcast she mentions um um Jean Hales which is a non-for-profit um organization that covers like all different things women's health so there's so much we talk about in this podcast obviously but I've got the um website for Jean Hales in the show notes as well because um yeah, it's, I think it's something that even if you don't get the information that you're looking for from this podcast, you'll be able to find it there. Hopefully you get some information. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> it's a fantastic conversation. <laughs> anyway, hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome Amanda Ward to the Kick Pod. How are you today? Well, thank you. 
<laughs> I'm so excited to have you on board. Um, as I just said to the community, I'm very excited. And every time I meet with you, I walk away with the biggest smile on my face. I'm so happy to have you. As my obstetrician, I can't even tell you that enough. Um, and Josh says hi. <laughs> but I've been really excited to get you on for this podcast because this is... I'm sure you're well aware of obviously how common, you know, PCOS is, but it's something that's come up so much in our community. And I know that they're going to really enjoy, I I suppose, learning more um, through some of your wisdom. And I think somewhere I'd like to start is Jean Hales. So it's a national non-for-profit organization that you work with. And I would love for you to kind of share with the community what Jean Hales is all about. Absolutely. So Jean Hales is a, as you said, a not-for-profit organisation. It was started many years ago by Dr Jean Hales, who was a, a GP that was really passionate about women's health and saw a real void in uh, the uh, availability of good women's health care that was holistic um, and especially uh, with menopausal women. But today we deal with women across the whole reproductive care spectrum. And we're really at the frontier for all women's health topics from uh, PCOS to endometriosis to menopause and uh, provide that holistic care, as well as um, being uh, working together with the government to um, help develop women's health policy and guidelines and education as well. So sort of uh, a lot of uh, different uh, hats Jean Hales has, but it's um, good fun to work for them. Uh, yeah. The centre's in Clayton, the main centre, and then there's one in East Melbourne too. And I was on their website earlier. There is just so much information on there. And I suppose obviously today's topic is um, on yeah PCOS and if there's anything I suppose that we might not cover for you, I'm sure it's actually probably on that website because there is so much. But um, I think to start off, what is PCOS? <laughs> what is it? So, <laughs> so it stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome mm-hmm. and it's basically the most common um, hormonal disorder uh, that affects women. About one in 10 of us will have it. And we, as with most things in women's health, we're not 100% sure of the cause, mm-hmm. but um, we think that it's due to a hormonal imbalance of two big hormones, which are insulin and a group of hormones called the androgens. They're sort of your male type hormones. Mm-hmm. And um, insulin, we, most of us have heard about, it helps the body absorb uh, glucose or sugar from the bloodstream into our cells. And we think that in PCOS um, that some insulin resistance occurs so that we need more insulin to be able to suck that uh, sugar into our uh, cells and it causes the ovaries to produce uh, an imbalance of of those androgens. So there's sort of that cause and effect type uh, picture there going on. It's a great description. (laughs) No way I would have been able to say that. Um, And... (laughs) I suppose, what are like the main signs and symptoms of PCOS? Like how how would one come across the fact that they might have 
PCOS. So uh, to kind of merge the signs and symptoms with the diagnosis as well, um, there are three main um, ways that we diagnose it, and that is with uh, irregular or absent periods. Um, That is where, um, uh, you know, you either don't have any periods or you may only get one a couple of times a year um, and you can never predict it. So that's one of the criteria. Uh, You may have uh, signs of these extra uh, male type hormones, the androgens, and that can be extra hair growth, Mm -hmm. that can be um, acne, um, and uh, and, and, yeah, that, and you can also get hair loss as well. So on Mm -hmm. the scalp, um, so there's sort of a very mixed picture. And you um, can also have um, the third criteria is on the ultrasound. So Mm -hmm. uh, whether you have all those follicles or cysts on the ovaries uh, on the ultrasound. So if you have two of those three criteria, then you fit the the, uh, diagnosis of PCOS. Yeah. And for me, I remember um, I've spoken to the community a little bit about it in the past, but it was, well, when was it? Maybe like seven years ago or something like that, that I was diagnosed with it, um, I'd come off the pill and I'd been on the pill for, well, I'd been on the pill since I was 16. I think I was about 21 when I was diagnosed. And um, it was because I had come off the pill and it had been a year and I still hadn't got my period. And I was getting a bit sus about that. And towards the end of the year, my skin also started breaking out and I started getting acne and I'd never, ever, ever struggled with skin before. So I started to get checked up and then I got Um, an ultrasound which showed but I suppose who is like how do people properly get checked and diagnosed who's the person to go to so in most cases a good GP is all that you need to be able to manage um, your PCOS Mm -hmm. Uh, so not as many need to go to gynecologists depending on um, what the issues are um, that they're experiencing. But most of the time it can be a good GP um, doing that ultrasound, taking a good history and um, doing some blood tests to check for those male type um, or androgens, uh, the hormones that um, have an, in- we have a, an increased amount floating around the body. Mm, yeah. yeah, I went to my GP first. She was, she was awesome about it. <laughs> yeah, I think there's this preconception that if you have, um, you know, PCOS, you have to go see a gynecologist, and that's yes, yeah, so not true. A good GP can can handle most things. That's awesome. And one question that came up a lot, which I am personally not surprised about, because it was the first thing that popped into my head when I was told that I had PCOS, is about fertility and yep. you know how it can affect your fertility. I mean, I feel like I was put on this earth to to be a mum. Like that was all I could think about, and I was mm-hmm. so excited for the prospect of being a mum. And when I was diagnosed, I just thought like, oh my God, is this going to mean I'm going to have issues? And it was literally my first stress. So how likely is it to affect or how does it affect fertility? So it can have a significant impact on your fertility. However, it is one of the easiest things to treat. Mm. So uh, about 30% of women won't have any problems with fertility and won't have any problems getting pregnant. But for those that aren't ovulating regularly with the PCOS, 
because of those hormonal imbalances, then um, they're the ones that may have trouble because they're not releasing that egg every month. And so they're the ones that potentially we need to uh, work out what their periods are doing, whether they're ovulating or not. And then um, there are some really good treatments out there that we can use to help your body uh, balance those hormones and and be able to ovulate. Uh, so, yeah, I, I sort of try and encourage patients not to, I know it's the easier, it's so much easier said than done to mm. stress about that kind of, that side of things because, um, you know, 30% won't have any trouble, but the, the remainder may take a little bit longer than they expected to get pregnant because they're only ovulating half the time. Mm. But the, um, the other uh, group of patients will need some pretty simple treatment to be able to, um, to conceive pretty naturally. I remember um, trying to stay on the positive side of things back then and we weren't trying back then but we we knew one day we would and I would always say to Josh oh well it just means that I don't know exactly when I'm ovulating so it just means more sex like all the yeah. time yeah and he was like awesome sure <laughs> exactly <laughs> Another question that came up quite a bit is um, about losing weight. So um, some people may have a a bit of trouble losing weight when they have polycystic ovaries. Why is that? Yeah, so it's once again to do with that uh, hormone imbalance. And you will, um, as from your own experience, know that uh, both slim people can get PCOS mm-hmm. and both mm-hmm. overweight people can get uh, PCOS. And it really is the sort of chicken or the egg scenario. Has PCOS developed because you are carrying around a bit of extra weight? And as a result of that extra weight, the hormonal imbalance exists and the insulin resistance exists? Or is it because you have the PCOS? cost that you're putting on the extra weight and sometimes we don't know the answer to that Um, but uh, we know that um, the worse the insulin resistance uh, the worse the production of those male type hormones and that leads to the weight gain as well so um, you know it can be really tough um, uh, to sometimes lose weight on the pill Mm. because of that hormonal imbalance and there is some early research that suggests too that people with PCOS may have um, also an imbalance in the uh, hormones that control your appetite and whether you're full or not, but that's sort of um, still in the process of needing more research. So a couple of the studies have shown that even if you lose, say, 5 to 10% um, of your body weight, that may be all that's needed to improve the degree of insulin resistance and then um, get on top of some of those symptoms. So um, there is a really strong link with um, being overweight and, and obese and the development of PCOS that can be rectified with some lifestyle factors. Speaking of lifestyle factors, is there like particular food groups or food types that you should be eating? Or, I mean, on the other side of that, is there types of foods that you should probably be avoiding if you have PCOS? Not really. It's all sort of uh, putting the focus on having a healthy diet um, and uh, regular exercise. So uh, no no particular foods, everything in moderation, but just part of a, a good healthy diet. Nice. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And then another question that came up a lot um, was regarding the pill. And yeah. so for me, because I was full-time modeling at this point, when my acne flared up, it was, I just wanted to sort that out. Like that was my first priority Absolutely. at the time. Yeah. And um, my GP did say, look, we, we can put you back on the pill. It doesn't have to be the same one you were on. We can put one on like a week or one and see how your hormones go with that. It might help with your skin and, and balance out those hormones, kind of hide the effect or the symptoms of PCOS but yeah she 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 made it very like clear to me that this isn't going to fix your PCOS but it you know it can hide that symptom of yours that is frustrating you and so I did that and it did clear up pretty quickly to be honest but I was still because I'd come off the pill for a few different reasons but one of them being I wanted to kind of get back into my normal cycle and I knew one day I would want to have kids and especially after finding out that I had PCOS I was like well I don't know I really want to kind of sort that out and figure that out so after I jumped on the pill I also went and started seeing it um an acupuncturist and yep. who studied in Chinese medicine and yeah. he was really really great for me I learned quite a lot from him and just I find that's them so fascinating people who have studied you know Chinese medicine and everything they're just so, I don't know it's so I don't know anyone who hasn't seen someone who's in Chinese medicine like just go do it one day it's for fun it's, it's incredible what I they can just see for me, and- <laughs> yeah for me it just um highlights there's so much we don't know about medicine mm. there is so mm. much we don't know um yeah, yeah absolutely and, um, and he was really realistic with me. I mean, he knew that I'd gone back on the pill, but after the first couple of times of seeing him, he said, look, I really want to pres- prescribe you on some, some herbal stuff. And I really want to see you regularly for this acupuncture. But like, if you're going to continue taking the pill, it might like kind of reverse half the stuff I'm trying to do with your hormones. So I kind of want to ask you like, how badly do you want to stay on the pill? Like, would you go off it for me? Like, I, I'll promise I do, I'll do anything that I can to like make sure that your skin doesn't freak out or whatever. And I think because by that point I was like definitely more focused on my health and, and I suppose if I could get rid of my PCOS than I wanted to. And so I trusted him with that and I came off the pill. I was getting regular acupuncture, I think for about four and a half months and taking these medicines and, you know, just being active and eating well. And I think I was on a job over in Hawaii and I got my period and I like started crying and I ran out to Josh and I was like, oh, I got my period. But he used to remember that like I hated getting my period. So he's like, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Like, why are you crying? What's um, the right answer here? <laughs> so, I know. Um, but I was just so happy because I hadn't had my period in like, yeah, almost a year and a half by that point. And, um, and then from there, I, I continued the acupuncture and I continued all that kind of natural sort of stuff. And I was, I was really fortunate, I suppose, in my experience that that sort of thing worked for me and sticking with regular acupuncture, I was able to eventually get my period back to quite a normal cycle. And I've been lucky to keep it that way over these years. Now, obviously that's my experience and that, you know, won't work for absolutely everyone, but I know that the pill does come up a lot as Mm. a really great option to reduce risk of health problems or symptoms or anything like that. So, Maybe if you could explain why that is. 
um, why a lot of yeah. people say to go back on the pill. Yeah, absolutely. And um, once again, I think that your experience with the acupuncturist highlights the amount that we don't know. Mm. And the reality is that complementary medicine, which we common call, call, commonly call it, um, is only complementary until there's some research behind it. And then it becomes mainstream medicine. Yeah. The, pro- the problem <laughs> is with acupuncture is that there's no money to research that kind mm. of thing because there's no drug company behind it and there's no money in finding a positive result. Um, so, yeah, a lot of these things we will continue not to have good ideas and knowledge about and only these anecdotal type things unfortunately. Um, I probably spend half my time educating women that the pill is not as bad as everyone Mm -hmm. makes it out to be. Mm -hmm. Um, In PCOS our hormones are all over the place Mm. and the pill just serves to regulate them into this steady state. And you may find that some women lose weight off the pill because they're they're regulating those hormones and they find that it's easier to lose weight um, once they go on the pill. Um, the other thing that the pill is very good for is, as you've said, the uh, the acne side of things and some mm. of the pills are more tailored to that side. And the probably the most important uh, role that the pill can p- play is keeping the lining of the womb healthy. Mm. So if you're not having a period, there is a risk that that lining of the womb is getting thicker and thicker and the hormonal imbalance is not allowing it to have a period. So if, um, and if it continues to get thicker and thicker, then it can lead to cancer and Mm. and precancerous changes. Mm. And so that's where our uh, fear in our PCOS patients uh, Mm. comes from in their increased risk of uterine cancer and Mm. so we say uh, to women with PCOS that if they are not getting at least four periods a year without any hormones on board Mm. then uh, we should be doing something about that Um, and there's two ways to do about to to treat that that's either with the pill or mm-hmm. there's an IUD that has a little bit of a, pro, a progesterone in it called a Mirena, so either one can be used. Um, and so that's where the pill can come in in help keeping that lining beautiful and thin and healthy uh, so that you decrease that risk of a cancerous process occurring. That's, I'm so glad you brought that up. I feel like there'd be so many people who wouldn't know that. And there is there is so much out there, I think, speculating all these different views on, on the pill. I know I've read a lot about it being the absolute devil and like all this sort of stuff. But um, my GP had the exact same view as, as you did, you know, like there's obviously there's still so much that um, we don't know and we can't research when it comes to natural medicine, but the pill really does serve a really strong pro. Um, really oh my god baby brain lost my words <laughs> unfortunately that doesn't change I, I, yeah unfortunately it doesn't get better <laughs> I've had so many mums message me and they're like oh no don't worry it's not just while you're pregnant you'll you, you'll lose your train of thought just in general from now on um it, it really does serve a strong purpose um and exactly what you just said there is obviously risks involved in just kind of not doing anything and, you know, not having your period for a long period of time. So that's um, great that you brought that up. Is there anything else you feel like people um, should be aware of or need to know or anything around this? 
Um, I think uh, the most important thing is knowing that you're not alone and that mm. so many people are going through it um, from yourself, you know, people that you think, oh, they're, you know, they're nice and skinny, everything must be okay. Um, it's it's not always the case, that's for sure. Um, I know that, uh, well, I mean, one of the treatments we can use also, especially in the context of fertility, is a medication called metformin and that's mm. commonly associated with type 2 uh, diabetes and a lot of women can just be scared going to pick up the medication from the pharmacy because they think oh they're going to think I've got type 2 diabetes and, and everything and that there is a lot of sort of that um, that fear of being judged um, mm. there so it is um, definitely not the case that's for sure and a lot of women are in a, a very similar uh, boat and there are so many resources out there actually especially in Australia we've just got some of the best institutions working really hard so there is a really good app called the mm -hmm. Ask PCOS app mm -hmm. and that's run through Monash University and if you um, do a web search for uh, Monash Uni and PCOS you'll there comes a page and it's got lots of information there um, there's a dedicated clinic at Monash Health just for patients with complicated sort of PCOS. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's, yeah, there's lots of uh, resources available. And the Jean Has website's fantastic too. So Yeah, amazing. I think we'll put um, both the Jean Hales and, and that app that you were talking about in our show notes so people can check it out. So thank you so much for You're joining me. <laughs> I'm so excited for our next appointment. <laughs> See you, baby. Yeah, exactly. But um, no, I know the community will really appreciate this chat. So thank you. You're most welcome. Thanks, Steph. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that chat. And as I said earlier in the podcast, if you'd like to find out more about Jean Hales or that Monash app that Amanda spoke of, that is also in the show notes. And I've also popped Amanda's website there if you want to learn more about her. That's Steph singling me, signaling me, do something, do something. Okay, well, I will. If you would like to learn more about Keep It Cleaner, you can find us on www.keepitcleaner.com.au and in the App Store, we've got a seven-day free trial if you want to give Kick a go. You can find us on social media at Keep It Cleaner, at Steph Claire Smith, at Laura.Henshaw, and we will see you next week. Next, Talk to you next week. We'll get there one day. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>